Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself. What's up, sisters? We love you. We're recording, babe. Oh, <laughs> are you serious? I am. <laughs> you tricked me. I tricked you. How's it going, sisters? Welcome to the new episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to control PCOS cravings. So much more on the way. But quick announcement, our fellow friend and singer producer of our intro song, mm-hmm. Keys has won a record deal. So exciting. I'm sure you saw us talk about it on Instagram stories. But um, she even came on our live and sang the PCOS song for us. She did like a concert on our live. She's so amazing. I'm so happy for her. You know, it's so hard to like get your name out there in the music industry. I can't even imagine. And she won this competition for Live X Live. and. You know, now she has a record deal and she's just going to shoot up to the sky and Hell her yeah. amazing uh, boyfriend, I almost said husband, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mister, um, he produced the songs. Yeah. And so it's just awesome. Yeah. And if, if you don't know on Instagram that I guess there was a competition, whoever got the most votes, they won a record deal as well as some prize money. And Keith was one of only like eight people in line for the competition you know like they they pretty much eliminated like hundreds of people thousands of people Mm -hmm. to get down to the last eight and then the winner was basically going to be decided upon the number of votes we corral instagram on instagram yeah on instagram stories so we corral the sisters Mm -hmm. i mean keys of course has her own fandom but we try to support her as much as possible she's the intro to the podcast i know so so many people DM'd us saying yeah. they voted too. I mean, it was just so nice to see everyone. Yeah, we even had like supported. a yeah, we had like a giveaway. Like whoever yeah. votes, we're gonna get uh, pick one winner for the sisterhood and stuff like that. So thank you to everyone who did vote for Keys, and we're so happy for her. Congrats to you, Keys. We hope this contract and everything brings you everything you ever wanted. Yeah, and more PCOS songs for our sisters. I know. Imagine we create like an album. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. It'd be pretty good. Each song is about a different subject. Yeah. One's about cravings. One's yeah. about birth control. Or like, it's like a Pink Floyd album where it's like a big story, the whole album. Yeah. And as you're going through each song, you're going through each phase of phase PCOS. Phase of PCOS. Until you get to the end. Learning how to work out. Yeah. This, that. And then the end, the last one is like, put my love on top. <laughs> da, da, da. But of course, you if, know, you know, if you know how, song. yeah, but if you know how Pink Floyd albums work, they're like a cycle. So they start over again, meaning you're in that same cycle over and over again. Oh my. It's like a symbolism of life. So we don't want to do that with it. Okay, we don't want to do that, honey. <laughs> that was a, yeah. not necessary. We don't need to go back to square one ever. Exactly. Anyway, for those wondering why I have a pink tattoo, it's not for Pink the singer. It's for Pink Floyd. They changed my life with their music a long time ago. I have multiple Pink Floyd tattoos. So if you see me on Instagram with a pink tattoo across my chest, it's not for Pink the singer. Although I do love her. She's great. It's for Pink Floyd. My mom thought it was Pink the singer because she doesn't know Pink Floyd. You know how many people say that? You know how many people look at me at the beach sometimes and like 
just had like a little smirk and i'm just like these people have no idea that's so funny these millennials <laughs> well you know what the other day i don't know if we talked about this on the podcast how someone actually saw us while we were oh, at the beach yeah. because she saw your tattoos that's true we and actually she got saw recognized me and like brown hair okay and she like put it together yeah it was the funniest thing we actually got recognized at the beach while we were eating uh with talian's sister sirak was literally eating was, a yeah. chip and he he like he literally froze with the chip next to his mouth. Open. My mouth With open. his mouth open. And I had to do all the talking and like yeah. get up and like, hi, how are you? What's it was hilarious. Was Basically. Like, mouth agape. Yeah. Like I was just like staring. I was like, what's happening right now? Is this what I... Th- had we been recognized? It's, it's exactly what I was thinking as I was eating that chip, and I was just paused in that very moment, that just the staring. The funniest thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, at the girl staring at Tallinn. It was the, the girl had her um, child. I don't want to say her name yeah, or yeah. anything because of uh, privacy. Yeah. But um, she had her child. Uh, it was a baby, and she was saying how her baby actually. Um, benefited from gluten and dairy free because her baby unfortunately had alopecia mm-hmm. and nothing was working and she actually because of her journey she, she made her baby she made go, the baby yeah. go gluten dairy free and it actually reversed all the alopecia symptoms yeah i mean she said it was helping yeah yeah so. yeah so shout out to her shout out to her baby if you guys are listening we Ooh. love y'all <laughs> and her husband too she had her husband yeah with her yeah too, her so. family and i was like in a bikini it was so embarrassing I know, it honestly was, yeah. i was like okay <laughs> it was awkward for us because like her whole family's like in like a nice attire in a nice attire like strolling along the beach and yeah. we're laying out in yeah. like a bikini and shirtless, I'm shirtless with my tattoos <laughs> guacamole like, i'm like i i don't know a lot of everyone's different but like i feel like i'm more conservative like i don't like to just like post bikini pictures of myself <laughs> or you know even when we do before and afters like I, I like when you know i make sure that people are dressed or yeah. whatever that's just my taste so then i got like really embarrassed yeah. that day I was like, oh god don't look at me <laughs> the husband's dressed everyone's like strolling around i'm glad your sister was there so we have proof yeah that we got recognized yeah <laughs> anyways so let's move on to the main point of this episode which is how to control um, or the steps to controlling cravings with PCOS. As we all know, cravings can be one of the biggest pain points of PCOS, mainly because of insulin resistance. We know that's 80% of sisters, but there's a lot more to it. We're going to help break it down. So, you know, we haven't done an episode on cravings since episode three of the podcast. That's crazy. This is episode, it's been 70 episodes until, um, wow. until now, but there's been more after sisters have heard this. I mean, I just, we, I feel like we talk about it. But we didn't do, like, another episode yeah. about it. We need to be, like, every 10 episodes I mean, needs to be about cravings because so many people struggle absolutely. with it. I mean, we haven't done an update to the birth control episode. We haven't yeah. done an update to the metformin episode. We need to do we all those updates. It's been, only, right. it's, it's been only one episode of those, so a lot coming soon then. Yeah. So, well, with cravings, you know, I asked the audience, sisters out there on Instagram, what it feels like, in their own words, to have cravings. Yeah. And... Some of their responses included, and this is from before I had asked, way before. They said, our cravings are controlling us. I feel like my cravings are controlling. Um, I'm always thinking about food. Mm-hmm. My cravings seem to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It's like a monster that took over me. It's like having a demon inside of me pushing me to eat. And these are words from other sisters yes. that we've like basically gathered for, uh, these responses from. So, yeah. It it's can- just 
I mean, having PCOS cravings is so much more different than just craving, like anyone else craving something. Like a PCOS craving is truly what they're explaining, like a monster taking over you. Like you want to start crying because you just want to eat everything and like you can't control yourself. And it's like, it gives you like a headache just to like think about it. And yeah. I remember what that was like. It was like aggravating. And you can't even move on to what you want to do. Like yeah. maybe you're working, maybe you're studying, maybe you're just trying to move on with your day and you can't because all you can think of is these cravings and you can't focus on that thing. You're truly in starvation mode. Like your metabolism is truly suffering when yeah. you have PCOS. And like imagine somebody who hasn't eaten for like a week or something. Yeah. You know, that type of like hunger and cravings that they get. That's what a woman with PCOS who's who's in starvation mode is feeling mm-hmm. in that moment when they see cake, you know? For sure, for sure. So let's talk about... What are the reasons behind this? So we, we talk about a lot of times about insulin resistance and how 80% of women have, sorry, 80% of women with PCOS have insulin resistance. But let's break it down like we always do. Talian is a master of explaining insulin resistance. So everybody, get your notes out or maybe you've heard it before. Memorize this. Yeah, sisters. maybe memorize it. Talian, why don't you tell us what insulin resistance is? All right. Insulin resistance is what happens when your cells have been bombarded by the hormone insulin too much. Now, it can also be a genetic thing. It can be passed down genetically. If your mom or grandma or people in your family had diabetes or insulin resistance, it can be passed down to you. And when we have insulin resistance, given the correct lifestyle and diet circumstances, it can trigger PCOS symptoms. So what happens is that insulin hormone is you know, grabbing the sugar in your bloodstream when you eat and giving it to your cells so your cells can burn it for energy. And then when, that, when you have like too much insulin pumping into your bloodstream, eventually your cells lock and they become resistant to that insulin. And what happens is they, they don't get that sugar from your bloodstream to burn, burn up. And the insulin goes to your ovaries, triggering high testosterone. That sugar that's not being burned up ends up storing as fat around your organs, specifically your liver. Fatty liver disease happens, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Many sisters have this when they're insulin resistant. Now, sometimes you know, women gain weight when they're insulin resistant. Sometimes they don't. That doesn't mean you're not insulin resistant. If you have lean PCOS, you could still have fatty liver. You could still have insulin resistance. So some of the symptoms are weight gain, especially around the midsection, um, including, um, you know, feeling moody because your blood sugar is on a roller coaster, like it's staying high and then it's crashing. Um, and then when it crashes, you crave more sugary things. When you crave more sugary things, you release more insulin. And then the more insulin you have, your cells become more resistant to it. And so the cycle continues and it's just a mess. And that high testosterone that it's triggering can make so many PCOS symptoms worse, like your mood, hair loss, facial hair, acne, um, again, weight gain. You know, let me go back to mood because when you have high testosterone, you just feel like stressed and aggravated. So insulin resistance, blood sugar control is so key to PCOS um, symptom management and weight loss if you, if you gain weight from it. 
Um, it's just so important to tackle this. And that's what we want to talk about with this episode, tackling the insulin resistance, because that's going to help you control your cravings. And there are so many ways to do this. You should just start with one. I'm not saying all of these at once tomorrow, but take notes, you know, or, or listen and think of which one you want to start with and make a small goal to start with one of these um, management techniques for insulin resistance because it's really going to help with your cravings. Yeah, I love it. Amazing explanation. I don't know how you even breathe throughout that explanation. I don't know. You must be, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I need but, water. Yeah, yeah, take that water, please. <laughs> Uh, but just to uh, move um, move from Talia's amazing explanation to the tips that she mentioned right now. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and d chiroinositol This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. All right, babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey, sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth, please, so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. So the tips to reduce cravings with PCOS, even when you have insulin resistance and more. Um, so the first one is going gluten-free. Now, there's a whole lot of benefits from going gluten and dairy-free, but one of the specific reasons that going gluten-free really helps is that it increases your leptin hormone sensitivity. Or I'm, I should say it reduces... Did I write increases? On oh, wait, wait, wait. You know what it is? I think gluten. Going gluten. Yeah. Well, <laughs> gluten itself can reduce the sensitivity of your leptin hormone by 50%. Now, what does that mean? Your leptin hormone is basically your fat thermostat. What it does is it gauges how much fat is in your bloodstream. And according to that, it will increase or decrease your metabolism. But what happens when you have gluten is that it makes the leptin hormone hormone not work as efficiently. It makes it less sensitive. Basically, it, imagine a device that's not able to read the temperature, you know? It's not able to read the fat levels in the, in the blood, causing your metabolism levels to be uh, either up or down and not where it should be. And that basically will uh, lead your body to crave more food because you don't feel full. Full. Your body doesn't realize there's enough fat in the, in the blood cells or in the blood and therefore, it doesn't adjust the metabolism accordingly, accordingly, leaving you to feel more hungry. 
Right. I mean, I've had patients who have said after going gluten free Mm -hmm. specifically, they ended up eating less calories, but feeling more full because when they were eating gluten, they had uh, leptin resistance. Mm -hmm. So then it made them want to eat more and more because they never felt full and they just like kept eating. Yeah. So I've seen it firsthand. And I mean, it's happened to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of these things happen to me. So you can speak up on it, but I've really seen it firsthand. It's amazing that you can feel fuller by eating less. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. You want to get the next tip? Okay. So the next tip is to have one fruit a day when you're starting out to manage your insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when we have sugar cravings, we have awful cravings and we want to eat something healthy instead of sweet. So we turn to, to fruit. Now, that being said, I have done this before. Turning to fruit. I literally would have like four pieces of fruit as a snack with like nothing else because I was craving sugar. I was I, It was sweet and I knew that it was healthy and nutritious and fruit is wonderful for you. But actually, it is it still has sugar in it. So it's important not to replace the things that you're craving with a whole bunch of fruit. Like mm-hmm. I remember, like we're Armenian. So fruit after dinner, fruit oh, yeah. as a snack, cut up some fruit, buffet force fruit. feed everybody. Yeah, a buffet of fruit on a beautiful platter and you just yeah. eat it, eat and eat it because it's healthy and it's so nutritious. But you know what? When you have blood sugar issues, it's important to focus on reducing your sugar intake, whether it's fruit, chocolate, candy, whatever. So that being said, you can still have some fruit. Pair it with some almonds, something to help slow your digestion of the sugar in the fruit. You know, the fruit has fiber in it anyways. You can also choose um, low glycemic fruits like berries, which are great for blood sugar control. And that can help with your sweet craving in that moment without making it worse by causing a blood sugar spike yeah <coughs> wow well <laughs> i'm good <You're> right. <laughs> okay next all right uh next tip is ovacetol you guys have heard us talk about this many times but ovacetol is a natural supplement it's made of inositols and it helps back to get uh, it helps to um, help heal your insulin resistance slowly naturally over time and can be something great to pair with a diet and lifestyle. So avacetol is something you take once in the morning with a meal, another time in the evening with a meal, and it will really help to regulate your blood sugar levels so that you don't feel really hungry like 30 minutes or one hour after your meal. And so if you're interested, um, we have the link in the description uh, where you can go and use our discount code to get 15% off. Uh, I've actually memorized the discount code, 292660. Wow. I want to mention something about Ovastol. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes, even when you do um, certain things to help with your insulin resistance, like w- w- everything that we're about to mention, you know, Sometimes you still need an extra boost of help, like from a supplement, because genetically your makeup is really dr- the driving force behind this. So there's a 40 to 1 ratio of myo and dechironositol that should be in our cells that mm-hmm. helps our cells, you know, pick up the sugar in our bloodstream. Yeah. And if you don't have the correct ratio, you can be insulin resistant. And a lot of women with PCOS struggle with this, right? So Yes, of course, with diet and lifestyle changes, you can help this. You can boost your metabolism and everything. But 
Also, taking the Ovastol supplement, which is that 40 to 1 ratio, can be super helpful and for me works within 15 minutes of taking it because it's literally getting down to the actual problem Mm -hmm. that's in my cells, you know? So it's great in addition to everything that we're saying. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Next one, I'll let Talion explain this too. Uh, Think about what you ate that day and why it's triggering cravings. Okay. Well, have you ever like skipped breakfast or had a light breakfast or just fruit for breakfast, like mm-hmm. a fruit smoothie. Yeah. And, and then you feel, you feel hungry feel right hungry. away. Yeah. Like an yeah. hour later or something. Exactly. You know, when you're hungry like that, you want to reflect like, did I have enough protein for breakfast? Yeah. What did I eat that day? These are all important factors to think about. Did I have carbs with my lunch? Did I, did I just have a salad with no carbs? Maybe that's why you're craving a cookie two mm. hours later. Balance is key. So, these are important components, you yeah. know, and then next thing you know, you're craving sweets because all you ate was lettuce for lunch. Yeah, absolutely. As Ty mentioned, like look over your day, like why you think you're feeling really hungry. Did you have 30 to 40 grams of protein like we suggest for your, for your breakfast mm-hmm. or did you have way too little? Same thing for lunch. What do you feel like you had? Like try to break it down at the end of the day and then Try to point out, okay, this for for sure, this didn't help me. For sure, this didn't help me. Maybe I had too many carbs. Maybe I had too little carbs. You know, all these things. Yeah. So, yeah. I I feel this when I stop working out. Oh, yeah. Then I'm insulin resistant. Okay, perfect perfect transition to the next tip, which (laughs) is lifting weights. So, I'll I'll, um, kind of explain here why uh, lifting weights helps. But basically, when you do uh, weighted workouts, for example, doing thigh workouts. Now, I say thigh workouts because like your legs are the biggest muscles in your body. So when you do thigh workouts, it actually helps to pick up the sugars in your bloodstream, therefore helping with your insulin resistance. It actually makes you more sensitive to insulin. So doing thigh workouts, why we mentioned thigh workouts, they're the biggest muscle, therefore can have the biggest impact on helping to pick up those um, sugars in your bloodstream and helping with the insulin resistance. Now, another thing that why lifting weights can be more helpful is that if you're basing your workouts on doing long, intense runs, you may actually be making your um, insulin resistance worse. So what happens when you go on long, intensive runs um, is that your body dumps a lot of sugar into your bloodstream. Now, this is normal, but when you have insulin resistance, instead of using that sugar for energy, burning it for energy, it stores it as fat and instead you may end up gaining weight or weight plateau. So um, basically lifting weights can help your body become more sensitive to insulin, reducing the uh, intensive runs can help as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I also want to mention something that I read about with insulin resistance. If you snack too many times throughout the day, you're constantly pumping insulin hormone Mm. into your bloodstream. And you don't always want to do that because it will bombard your cells, like I said, and make them more insulin resistant. So my next point is making sure that you're not eating too many times in the day. Mm -hmm. So I typically have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then one snack in between lunch and dinner because it's a long period between 12 and like 7. So that's a great point. And I've seen a huge difference in my own body by doing that. Yeah. Instead I, I, of grazing. Mm-hmm. What were you well, I, I just pulled up a study. Um, a small study showed that people who lifted weights for 
uh, 60 to 90 minutes Oof. felt less hungry than those who didn't work out. In fact, a good workout could suppress your appetite for as long as two hours afterward. So true. A very, very generic um, <laughs> statement there. But basically, I mean. So true. It makes me not want to snack and graze. Yeah. You know, it, I feel I feel stronger and I don't feel like um, constantly mm-hmm. eating because of the, the yeah. weights. Yeah. But if I run, game over. Like running. Long can, runs, yeah. yeah like lo- if you're running for 20 to 30 minutes at a steady steady um, pace, that should be okay for your insulin resistance mm-hmm. for most people and it should be okay. But if you're going longer for than 30 minutes, you know, like you're going to like 45 minutes or one hour, that's when you're going to see a lot of those impacts happening, you know, to insulin resistance, yeah. to the stress hormones and such. So, you know, keeping it 30 minutes and less and doing it at a steady pace where you're controlling your heart rate, your breathing, that's where you want to be like ideally. I used to run for like miles, like five miles, an hour and a half, you know, yeah. just running, running on that yeah. treadmill. And then I was just, I, I could eat anything afterwards. Yeah. I was so hungry. I literally like pastries, bagels, whatever. Like there was no stopping me. I was so hungry because of how it pumps sugar into your bloodstream so yeah. you can burn it during the run. But when you're insulin resistant, you literally can't burn it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Yeah. Now we're on a blood sugar roller coaster and we're having all these cravings. So weight training for the win. It'll help you stop snacking. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, next one is sleep. Getting eight hours of sleep. Very crucial. I mean, there's so many benefits of sleep, not just for, you know, uh, cravings, but for other reasons as well. Inflammation, stress, um, you know, recovery. But as far as cravings go and as far as insulin resistance go, sleep can have a big impact. Huge. If you're missing around five hours of sleep in total for the week, you can become 30% more insulin resistant. I read this study and I was like, wow, like missing sleep can make you have cravings. Your body is working less effectively. Yeah. In in almost every way, insulin, managing insulin is one of them. It it does a, I mean, to put it in layman terms, it it does a shittier job than (laughs) when you got the eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true because when you wake up, your melatonin should be low, your cortisol should be high, and these are the signals for your pancreas to release insulin so that you're insulin sensitive and ready to eat your breakfast. Yeah. But then if you're not getting enough sleep, those hormones aren't going through their cycle and they're not high or low when they need to be, and it's just a mess for your insulin sensitivity for the whole day. So eight hours of sleep, big one. And then next one is managing stress. You know, you may be like, what does stress have to do with insulin? Like they're not stress is extent uh, yeah. uh, stress is external, you know, insulin is <laughs> in my cells. Like no. how are they connected? But no, there's like a big, big factor here. You know, stress can lead to more inflammation, can yes. lead to more insulin resistance. Yes. Can you explain that process? High cortisol can trigger high blood sugar, right? Like when you're running away from the lion, if you will, the stressor. Yeah. Your blood sugar goes up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you're scared, if you're constantly anxious, you know, you're at work, there's so many things happening, school, this, that, like whatever it is, you're constantly at high blood sugar. And um, that can trigger, obviously, insulin resistance and cravings and all of these things. Yeah. 
you know, just the anxiety itself, like not being able to manage manage it can cause so many blood sugar problems. And just Dude, when I get anxiety or like, like a panicky feeling, my whole body like heats up. I start sweating. <laughs> my heart rate is beating so fast. I mean, if I had insulin resistance, I know for a fact I would be like suffering if I when I had that when I had those moments. If you didn't moments, work out to compensate. Yeah, I know. So definitely stress a big one. Uh, and then next tip is uh, don't eat one huge meal because this will lead to a surge of insulin. Yeah. So when you have one big meal, w- let me explain. When you have nothing for a long time and then you have one big meal, your pancreas is going to pump out all this insulin to store that big, big meal that you just had. And then your insulin levels are going to end up being high because of insulin resistance, right? So then now we have this huge bombardment of insulin to your cells because you ate, you know, this big meal. And because you're already insulin resistant, it's just going to make all of that so much worse. So I do not suggest starving all day and then having a huge dinner if you're insulin resistant. In fact, you're most insulin sensitive in the morning. So having a bigger breakfast and then, you know, medium size or lighter meals for lunch and dinner is more ideal. So that's why it's not ideal to have a huge meal, especially at the end of the day. Like if you're going to have it, have it when you're super insulin mm-hmm. sensitive, which is the mornings. Yeah, that's why I don't like those like OMAD diets, one, one meal, meal a, day a day diet. It sounds pretty crazy. I, I mean, it may die. work for some people because of the fasting, but I don't think it works for women who have PCOS and especially insulin resistance. Maybe if your metabolism was all the way up, like if you, yeah. if you were that metabolically strong maybe you could handle just like fasting super restrictive fasting some people can really handle it maybe for like more like lean PCOS uh, people maybe it may be okay for them it depends on your body and your situation your metabolism but if you're already struggling with your metabolic health you already are in survival mode because of PCOS the anxieties triggering blood sugar issues you're running instead of lifting weights like Sirak mentioned like then, you know, an OMAD diet, one meal a day is just going to stress yeah. you out more. Very so. Much so, yeah. So uh, those are all the main tips that we have, but we're not done yet, sisters. We asked you for your tips on managing cravings on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, we're at PCOS.WeightLoss. And our podcast page is A Sister and Her Mister. Yes. So we asked this question on PCOS Weight Loss. The question was... Share your tips on managing cravings. And the first response was from Alana Costa. She says, controlling carb and sugar intake. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Not eating too many carbs. Yeah. Because that can make you... Or too well, little too, like right. basically finding yeah. your carb tolerance, which we can help you, uh, which we can help you do in the sisterhood. We have a whole stage where you can find your carb tolerance. But in general, finding what we mean in general is just finding the range of carbs that's going to be right for you right. in a given day. Not too little, not too much. Yeah. And it doesn't have to yeah. be a strict number. It's just like, for example, having a range. Oh, like for me, 90 to 100 grams of carbs is great. So you stay, right. you try to stay close to that range. It's not an exact science. As right. long as you stay like close to that range, you know, what's right for you, then you feel great. So that's what we're talking about. And of course, exactly. lowering sugar intake as well as Alana said. Mansi says getting better sleep. 
Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. If I'm, you know, if you don't get enough sleep, you're going to have cravings. Yep. Uh, too much K says Ovacetol. And uh, of course, we just talked about Ovacetol earlier. A lot of earlier. people said that. So we had a lot of, chose one. Yeah, we had a lot of responses like that. But too much K says Ovacetol. And yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't agree more. Uh, Taryn Brar says, eliminating gluten helped the most or else I craved food like crazy. Sounds like you had leptin resistance yeah. while eating gluten. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, leptin, I'm sorry, gluten leading to, can also lead to inflammation. Right. Can cause more insulin stress. Can cause more insulin resistance. So, oh my All God. All these things it's are like, like cycles. Linked. Yeah. yeah. You just don't know if you're sensitive to it till you cut it out. Yeah. Uh, Carl's McNarles says, Ovacetol, I know you preach it all the time, but it works. <laughs> I had to put that one. Um, Nat Life says, Ovacetol and balanced meals yeah. together. That's the deadly combination. That's the combo, right? girl. You combine balanced meals with Ovacetol. Done. Boom, boom, kabow. Targeted Kumbaya, that resistance. Yes. Next. Uh, Mikhef says, water and snacks on hand. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. I mean, if your blood sugar is really always on the roller coaster ride, definitely keep the snacks in your bag, which is what I would do when I was super insulin resistant, especially on wedding planning when I, for some reason, stopped working out. Um, what a bad idea that was. I had to have a protein bar in my purse. Like I literally could not pull it together i mean even on our honeymoon remember i brought so many protein bars and things because i was like i can't handle not having food when i need it like i literally think i'm gonna pass out i get anxiety like the whole thing yeah yeah if you're wondering what protein bars we like we just we usually just go for the rx bars because they have the cleanest ingredients they have like high natural sugars which is not too bad if you break them in half i also get beef jerky like low sugar like those sticks of jerky okay uh continuing we have a couple more here um uh serotonin says vital proteins collagen peptide powder has helped me curb my cravings yeah protein 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 itself does huge wonders it helps to stabilize stabilize blood sugar levels and helps for your body to to slowly digest the food slowly absorb it so you don't have to like have that rush come in aphrodita rose says going low carb having two main meals and stopping snacking as often because that triggers insulin resistance Mm. that's exactly what's up girl yeah like sometimes you can snack too much and you don't realize you know like how much grazing can constantly yeah yeah so that's great for her for her two main meals and snacking a bit less often and going low carb yeah it sounds like you might be more insulin resistant than most so Mm. going on a low carb diet in combination with all these things might be the answer for you or sounds like it's the answer for you again everyone's insulin resistance ranges from very insulin resistant to a little insulin resistant and you might have to do more than another person to manage yours or less than another person to manage yours but either way wherever you are on the insulin resistance spectrum it can still trigger pcos symptoms and you still have to take it seriously Mm -hmm. yeah so absolutely these are my thoughts so those are all the tips from you sisters Thank you so much for all your DMs and sharing your tips with us and with other fellow sisters as well. Now, before we go, we have our favorite part of the podcast where we share fellow wins from other sisters who are managing their PCOS, managing their symptoms, losing weight, and so much more. So uh, we have uh, our first sister here. Her name is Manasi, and she sent this message to us on Instagram. She said, 
Tallinn exclamation point. Oh my god, I cannot believe you replied. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> this is on this is on DMs, and just so everyone knows, we reply to like ninety nine point nine percent of DMs. So we're always there if you have any questions. But she says. Tallinn exclamation point. Oh my god, I cannot believe you replied. I wanted to tell you I have been gluten dairy free for about two weeks now and it's honestly amazing. Thank you so much for all the suggestion and tips. I'm a big fan of all those Insta reels encouraging us every day. Aw, thank you, man. See? And we're so happy to help you. That's so so awesome. Great job on your on your progress, going gluten dairy free and just feeling better. That's what it's all about. Exciting. Tanu in the DMs says um, oh, thank you so much, ma'am. I lost my 13 pounds of weight in just two months with the help of gluten and dairy free. I regularly do six kilometer walks and my daily household chores. And I am so happy. And thank you so much. You're doing great work. Mostly women don't aren't aware about proper diet and lifestyle changes but you help us we all love you oh Oh, that's so so sweet sweet. so sweet thank you tana for that so exciting she lost 13 pounds that's amazing in two months too wow that's that's great progress i mean we talk about losing one to two pounds a week as Mm -hmm. a sustainable approach and 13 pounds in two months excellent along those lines um great job great job tanu all right sisters I hope this helps. Yeah. And you don't feel as alone on your PCOS journey and these awful cravings. Absolutely. So uh, if, if you want to listen to Keese's music, you can find her on Instagram at Keese, K-E-E-S. Underscore. Is that? Oh, is there more? I thought it was music. Ke- no, no. It's Keese music. K-E-E-S-M-U-S-I-C underscore. Yes. So go make sure to follow her there. She's the one that has... Um, produced the intro song for us with her producer boyfriend and she's the one that got a record deal late uh very recently so we love to support her but thank you everyone for listening to us we'll be back next week with another great episode until then follow us on instagram make sure to follow subscribe to our podcast leave a review if you liked it and we'll be back bye If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage 1, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage 5, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.